letting Lionel pest How bad Lubavitch cronies The borough went to hell Why the? Cause the homesick Turn the rats in the synagogue What is it? The dark devil's nest Take the kids down Never put them back Out the whole black It's its eyes Watch it's going fast Turn the rats How many are down There is fucking okay, packs Over at the wall See a gap in it There's a high chair Sitting in the back of it And blood stains On the kid's mattress Does anybody want to Explain that to us? Hey Jews like to propagate that they're more intelligent than the general population. It's a falsehood, lie and misdirection to hide their true nature as malicious usurpers, deceivers, swindlers, mischief makers, and insular tribal menaces in communities unfortunate enough to host them. The great judge of character and human condition, William Shakespeare, depicted Jewish nature in the odious Shylock character in his play, The Merchant of Venice. Countless intellectuals, social scientists, writers, and commentators over the ages have also concluded Jews to be an eternal problem for humanity. Titus 1.14 King James Bible states, Not giving heed to Jewish fables and commandments of men that turn from the truth. Here the Bible is calling Jews untrustworthy deceivers. It's why they've been expelled from 1,030 kingdoms, city-states, and countries since 1200 B.C. to the present. The aforementioned could be considered circumstantial in the absence of impartial scientific and social evidence that Jews are indeed trouble. New scientific evidence shows they are a problem. Jewish academics examined the evidence of Jewish mental predisposition and found that Jews genetically and disproportionately suffer from mental illnesses. The evidence has always suggested this conclusion, but it's now demonstratively scientific. In the past, when genetic studies hadn't favored Jews, the studies have been quickly buried and almost impossible to find again. A recent study conducted by Israeli and American scientists has found that Ashkenazi Jews have a high risk of developing mental disorders such as schizophrenia, schizoaffective disorder, manic depression, and paranoia. The study, published in Nature Communications, revealed that a specific gene variation increases the chances of experiencing these disorders by approximately 40% among Ashkenazi Jews and by 15% in the general population. The research, led by Professor Ariel Darvasi from the Hebrew University of Jerusalem and Dr. Todd Lentz from the Feinstein Institute for Medical Research, involved the largest ever sample group of Ashkenazi Jews. Out of the 2,500 Ashkenazi Jews who contributed DNA samples, 1,500 were healthy, while 1,000 were affected by mental disorders related to schizophrenia. Ashkenazi Jews were chosen as the focus of this study due to their genetic homogeneity, which facilitates the identification of differences between healthy individuals and those affected by mental disorders. Professor Darvasi utilized advanced DNA analysis technology to examine the DNA samples and discovered two specific variations of the NDST3 gene that were more prevalent among individuals with schizophrenia-related disorders. Ashkenazi Jews with these variations were found to be 40% more likely to develop such disorders compared to those without them. As a group, Jews are considered genetically defective or mentally ill. They're tribal and paranoid in nature. They believe everyone is out to get them.
This belief isn't misplaced as Jews regularly create mischief and menace in their host communities. They create groups like the B'nai B'rith, the Anti-Defamation League, the American-Israeli Public Affairs Committee, Southern Poverty Law Center, and a myriad of attack dog organizations to maul their host communities. They buy, bribe, and blackmail. They influence, peddle. They seek to dominate politics, higher education, bureaucracy, finance, media, entertainment, and the culture more generally. Professor Darvazi in Israel has studied Ashkenazi Jews for many years. He told the Israeli newspaper Haaretz, current technology allows for very comprehensive DNA analysis and the ability to read millions of SNP points, basically links in the DNA chain at the same time, which makes for very effective scanning of DNA. During the first part of the study, the scientists checked for the prevalence of the NDST3 gene, which exists in 99.9% .9 of the population. But there are two specific variations of it that stand out among those with these disorders, Darvasi said. The results of the study found that Ashkenazi Jews who have the variations are 40% more likely to contract a schizophrenia-related disorder than those without it. There you have it. Jews are genetically predisposed to schizophrenia, manic depression, and psychopathy. This explains much Jewish behavior. They're functionally mentally ill and schizophrenic. It's why they pursue irrational agendas to dominate, destroy the world as you know it, and now their inhumane conduct in Gaza. Their religion, Judaism, preaches utter hatred and manic destruction of non-Jews. It's no surprise they're carriers of extreme mental illness, which animates their bloodthirsty whims to kill, destroy, and incite chaos all around them. The mystery behind inimitable Jewish malevolence is over. They've been found to be insane. frequency of anarchist and communist violence in the streets can lead in only one direction discontent and a rising white proclivity toward violence on their own behalf the time for talk has long since passed as has the time of intellectualism action is what is needed most in these trying times and that action must be driven towards our white revolution do not 
get bogged down with the nostalgia for days gone by. Instead, channel that nostalgia into action. Bring about that glorious world that could have been through revolutionary action. It is an honor that we should live in such times that the existence of our people rests upon our shoulders is the most supreme of gifts. Times like these are what birth heroes. The moment you feel any fear or doubt, strike it from your heart. Understand that if it is not us, it will be no one. Embrace the chaos, and from its ashes, a new world shall rise, beautiful and pure, to victory, white man! White America, wake the fuck up. White America, wake the fuck up. To victory, white man. Welcome to episode number 176 of The Perfect Triangle. I'm your host, Giuseppe Vafangulo. Some call me the G-Man. And today we have an awesome show, a great co-host, Zach from Logos Revealed, and a honored guest, a man who was the driving force behind the National Vanguard, and now he's got KirksvilleToday.com, the legendary, and I don't use that descriptor very often, Alex Linder. Zach, welcome. Alex, welcome. Uh, let's start with Alex. Alex, how you been? Blue. Happy New Year. Surviving winter. That's what I've been doing. I, I better spend worse for you up there. Wisconsin. Well, what, what's Great crazy here, is on Monday, the low was 10 degrees. And we had uh, snow for the first time in two years. Today, it's literally 80 degrees out like a summer day. It's really Jesus, that is awesome. Now, we had that that stretch from the 10th to the 20th was one of the worst 10 days of my life. I mean, uh, we had extreme cold, like minus 16, a couple days and minus 10, and it succeeded in breaking a couple things. It had to be repaired. But, uh, Uh man, I don't sign up for that Minnesota weather. I'm in northern Missouri is as far north as I'd like to get, and I'd rather be south. But I can imagine it was worse up in Wisconsin, I would think. But yeah, 80 degrees. Bad, but but now I I I I now live in Stafford, Virginia. So 
So I thought uh, you were in uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> oh, I was born and raised in Wisconsin, and my wife, my family's there. But I, I, oh I had, God, yeah, well, Stafford, Virginia would be yeah. hell of a lot better. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it was killer. Now it's thank God it's back over freezing and everything's like a slushy lake. But uh, you know, it was funny to be reduced to being a member of the two-footed community for a certain amount of time, and uh, you know, tramp, 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 tramp. What uh, Florence King used to call a flip strength when she wrote porno books of the likelihood of opening to a sex scene. So I'm like, okay, two miles down, two miles back. Let's see what kind of hominids. They now call them hominins, but I'm going to call them hominids. I encounter <laughs> it. Sure enough, out of out of I, I found, and of course it was winter. Not many people are out. Family comes out. They're all Spanish. They're not even Mexican. I don't know what they were. They're probably South American. Then I walk for I walk further. I walk past a couple of blacks. They're not even uh, American ex-slave blacks. They're Africans. Then I come back and uh, this is over two days. I saw about. Uh, I come back and there's a woman shoveling. I look at her face. She's again obviously not not English speaking. This is in a small town, northeastern Missouri, seventeen thousand people. I finally crossed one older white man, probably about sixty-five. So the flip strength of the invasion of the third world, the importation of the third world is kind of impressive. Just taking it at random, middle of the day, walking through the city. Wow. And, and like in the giant cities, they, they somehow are always able to find housing for these people in the middle of the city. And right. I'm kind of in a college town, but they, they seem to fill up all these houses right around there. I don't, I don't know. Just a, a little example, and then, you know, I'd, I'd turn on the news, and, oh, there's a boat pulling up in La Jolla, like it's Spain, and uh, out pour all these illegal aliens. Yep. You know, and then someone makes a graphic of what you have to go through at the airport to get on a plane versus them invading the country. So I could go on point. about that, but we, we've all seen exactly what I'm saying, I'm sure, in every, no matter where you are. Well, that's a great point, and uh, uh, um, well, especially in lieu of... The astounding, uh, I guess, uh, the Texas Governor Abbott's testicles finally dropped because he said enough is enough uh, with this uh, child-raping fake president. Uh, Pete Biden has been uh, instructing federal uh, border troops or, or the, 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 the immigration patrol to cut the concertina wire. So he ordered his National Guard to d- double down and, and install more. And now 25 states are backing Abbott and and really uh, uh, making Biden look like the eunuch he is. So uh, what, what's your take on that? Yeah, that, that is certainly one of the more fascinating developments. We've been watching that over a couple months. And as you're saying, it's come to a head in the last 24, 48 hours. Now, what, what does it all mean on paper? It's, it's nice and impressive, but it, it's got to be in reality. But, yeah, they're going back and forth, setting up this wire, trying to say, we don't want Texas invaded. And the, literally the feds are fighting their own state. So, my God, I hope it gets worse and worse. I would love to see, bad as it would be, I'd, I'd love to see. Here's a way to look at it. The Constitution can be interpreted by anyone who feels he's getting fucked. If he feels his rights are being impinged on, whether he's a state, federal government, or a private individual, you can take that into your own hands. There's no right of review. That was simply asserted by the Supreme Court very early on, that they have the right to determine what's constitutional. Well, no, they don't. They have no more right than anyone else. You can take that yourself. And the state can certainly, like Texas, one of our largest, most populous states, can certainly take that on itself. And when on the face of it, it's obviously correct in what it's asserting. 
we can only hope they will have the uh, moral and physical strength to continue and to uh, liberate themselves from this horrible tyranny that is uh, the United States today under Jews. Great point, Alex. Uh, Zach, welcome. It's an honor to have you as the co-host. And, and your thoughts on what's going on in Texas and then uh, in, any question you'd like to address to Alex. Uh, yeah, well, well, first off, uh, very well said by Alex. Um, you know, honestly, these things getting worse is uh, in in point is getting better. You know, the, the worse it gets, uh, the quicker it's going to get better. Um, so I, I entirely agree with that. Uh, I just I find it shocking that uh, that it's gotten to this point and uh, they, they still haven't actually uh, done anything yet. I, I hope to see Texas secede. Yeah, the, well, the people I've known down there always say it's a pipe dream and it's nice, but I don't know if anywhere had any any chance of doing it. Um, and it, it's funny when you see the map of the support, like the, the bastion of people who still have somewhat American attitudes is almost entirely the South and up through the middle and the plains and the unpopulated Dakotas. And even the, the left has even taken over a lot of the upper Midwest. Um, but they're they're very clearly realizing that it's not even that Trump indeed supports old white America, but in in symbol he so irritates those people that they're just trying to do an end run and look this is our last chance. They know damn well if if an honest election were held, Trump would win overwhelmingly as he has right. the last two times. Yes. Um, and I I still maintain they they were absolutely gobsmacked that Hillary lost. They did not see that coming because they live among themselves and they're so used to their own propaganda. Uh, they would have cheated back then if they possibly could have or cheated enough. I'm assuming they did cheat, but cheated enough to win the election. So I don't know. It's going to, in a lot of ways, it's too late. But then again, it's it's never too late. Um, and so we'll see. we'll see how it works out. But it's so obviously necessary to have a nation that's founded on one race in order for that race to flourish we can't just mix these people from all over the world whites right. will end up paying for everything while being blamed for everything the butt bearing the burden that's what they have in mind for whites until they're bred out of existence that's miserable and we have to understand that and fight for our own separate nation you know new political forms can be established overnight People are so hung up and they, they have such belief because they're not very, they're, they're more or less NPC, they're more or less parrots, right. that they think that these words and these other things don't have any, any real meaning. They're just repeated by people. You can make a new country overnight. Absolutely. Um, it depends what it's, you have to found it on the right principle and then actually defend it. Paper can be misinterpreted or ignored that's practically the entire study of the constitution shows that they just say well we don't want the states to have any power so we'll ignore the 10th amendment uh and oh uh, well free speech doesn't really mean you can criticize jews that's hate speech you know or that's commercial speech there's a hundred different ways you can destroy the plain meaning of words so never you can't have any faith in paper you want to get the paper as good as you can but ultimately it all relies on the integrity and honesty and frankly courage more than anything else um because there's always people who can explain accurately and rationally what's going on but can you organize can you create the courage and the organization in order to to uh, sustain that principle that that will allow your people to flourish and that's where we are now we have we like on the show are trying to explain to you what's actually going on that's just the starting point is to have an understanding but then we have to organize and produce the result we want. And that's what our government, incompetent in every other way, 
is essentially it exists in order to oppress and suppress whites and prevent them from organizing in their own self-interest that it might live off them. And that's why it imports all these billions of third world people. What's absurd to me, um, Alex and Zach, is I'm old enough to remember like back in the 70s, I was growing up in Milwaukee and was a, played all kinds of sports, was a huge sports fan, would go to the Milwaukee Bucks games. You know, we'd go and buy cheap tickets after the game started from scalpers. And and when you walk up the steps, you'd be greeted oftentimes by Senator William Proxmire, the guy who was uh, really savvy at uh, promoting himself with his, uh, 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 um, I forget what he used to call it, but it was like the dud of the week or something like that, and he had his hair plugs. And he shook your hand and he talked to you, and we were being wise asses to him. But he still knew that he had to get out there and press the flesh because if he didn't um, uh, uh, connect with his voting base, he wouldn't have a job. And that's that's only you know about forty five years ago, Alex. And now yeah. the the vile Jew uh, controls both parties, lock, stock, and bagel. It's all about their fiat currency money. It's all about having film of these scumbags uh, fornicating or sodomizing twelve year old girls and boys, so they're being blackmailed to do whatever the Jew wants them to do. And and we're, what 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 is needed is white men. Who somehow it's too. What's really neat is the military. It's it's terrible in my mind that uh, the military didn't stand up in uh, 9/11. I mean, I recognize that that day that that was impossible. What they were claiming was going on because my job in the 90s, I was um, the Eastern Regional Sales Manager for for a CD-ROM manufacturer named Nimbus Manufacturing out of Virginia, and um, I used to have to. I had several clients in the tr- the, the the Twin Towers, and I had to go in the Twin Towers. Uh, just about once a month to visit one of them, and they'd always talk about, yeah, you know what, this is built so solid, you could have a plane hit that and it would shake, but it wouldn't go down, and (laughs) blah, blah, blah. And so, you know, having been there so many times and seeing, especially the second one live, where most of the jet fuel sprayed out the side anyway, if it, whatever it was, it could have just been a bomb spraying out, uh, because some people don't even think it's planes, but we're not going to get into that. But my point is, is if we had a, a military loyal to the Constitution, within a week, Israel should have, anyone with half a brain knew that the Jews, the dual citizen traders like Dov Zakheim and Chertoff, and the uh, traders, the Goyim traders like uh, Cheney and Rumsfeld did that. It was a total inside job. And so the military should have taken over, should have invaded and turned Israel to the rubble and the Stone Age to pay them back for attacking our country. And when we we were like uh, Luca Brasi and the Godfather, and we suddenly invaded Iraq on Israel's behalf, I knew then that there was no hope for this country under its current government. And you you can see in the last twenty two years just how this Jew cancer has metastasized to every level of control: the media control, academic control, governmental control, transnational corporation control, banking control. And now it's so bad, they're actually, you know, literally their religion, which is Luciferianism or Satanism, that's the mainstream music scene. That's the mainstream uh, uh, um, uh, uh, movie scene. Everything you look is pushing towards this one world religion, which is worshipping their god, the devil, 
and then all this nutty shit from the Talmud, like there's 80 genders and all this nonsense, and real people are starting to push back, but the push is so gentle, I can't believe that people who have children who are getting, who ha, don't have the money to homeschool or go to some school like a, a private Montessori school or something that you, you know the ch- child's getting a good education, the, the, the state is indoctrinating these children into critical race theory, into uh, hate your parents, uh, your, your real parent is the state, and, and I, I don't get it. Man, what what happened to people? You got to go back further than twenty years. Maybe it's the fifties or the sixties yeah, where it was bad. But what the heck happened to whites to turn into such cowards and such cucks? Well, it was just done by degree, and and the state is so massively large now that it, it can warehouse every kind of sexual pervert that is living off the normals. And the the Jew power grew by degree until finally, there might be even today in absolute numbers loyal white men who know and would do the right thing, but they're not networked. The Jews have a giant network. They have, you know, the idea of getting repetitions and getting better at something. They've now been fully ensconced in in the federal government for the better part of 100 years. They are so used to operating it, whereas our people don't have any experience. They're disorganized. They can easily be identified and picked off one by one so that now there really isn't a, a way to short of what you're saying, like a, a essentially a military uh, takeover, whether it's from outside or inside, that's going to change anything. And they're going to drive it into the ground, promoting perversity and endless wars against Israel's enemies until uh, they either win or they are destroyed. In the USA, their their victory looks pretty complete, although the, the Texas uh, rise up is nice. But uh, abroad, their things are not looking nearly as good for them, at least in the Middle East. Good point. Which used to be called the Near East, right, right. So that's that is something that is objectively quite hopeful. And so uh, the, Zach, as a young guy, what's your take on you know looking at your future as a young white American? And after my uh, mini rant there of holding the the boomer types accountable for becoming Jewish rectum lickers. Yeah, I mean, well, the future uh, doesn't look great in that regard, um, and and it's hard even. To really describe what what an American is, right? Because uh, again, you have to wrap these concepts up with culture. Uh, if you want to point to a, a German or an Italian, uh, y- you know you can accurately describe what that is because they're they're bound up with a culture. You know, an American is, I mean, what is it? Is it, is it a black? Is it a white? Is it a Mexican? Is it a Jew? Right. Uh, yeah. So it's it's a really hard concept. Uh, it's it's very hard to really determine what exactly we are to to, uh, to go forward and, and say where we go. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> white, uh, white America, certainly, uh, they became decadent, right? This is uh this is every great empire. This is what happens. They get a, uh, they get wealthy and then they get leisurely. And then you, you see it slowly start to collapse because vice just runs rampant. That's a great point. What a, what a short run as an empire, Alex, your thoughts on that. Yeah, well, we're not. We weren't meant to be an empire. We were, we were supposed to be an example. A you know, commercial, peaceful trading republic uh, was what what they had in mind. And going out abroad in search of monsters to destroy. But now we are the monster. We go abroad to mate with other monsters. Right. But <laughs> actually, they just want to be the dominant monster. Right. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm telling you that even 
back in 1960, like I, I use the same quotes because they're they're the best ones I found. And the professor said to me, there are more Mex more Americans of Swiss descent in 1960 than there were Mexican. And also the government was much, much, much smaller. The federal government is absolutely gigantic now. Right. I don't know if I'd mentioned, but I used to live around DC and I left there about 97. And I remember coming back there five years later in 2002 and i almost couldn't recognize germantown yes. where i used to live it was so much bigger it really looked like there was a vast amount of money there and that's what's going on most of the richest counties in the country are in dc so these people are sucking off the rest of the country draining its wells printing all the money using it the, the jews and the military contractors are using this to try to create a global revolution, knock out everyone opposed to Israel and really rule it as a one world slave state. And it's obviously failing and they don't have any direction but forward. They just keep doing the same thing. Now they've killed over half a million Ukrainians. They've essentially destroyed that country. And now you even have people like Sweden and Britain talking about conscripting people to, hey, I guess, well, if we can't win the war against Russia, at least we can get a bunch more white men killed. We're great for Ukrainians, those evil Cossacks we Jews hate. Now let's yeah. see if we can get some of these others in there. I don't even see how they could possibly do that. But, boy, if they can, they would. I mean, I've, I saw, you know, they get some Israeli models, young 20-something chick talking to General Z and lecturing them about how they're going to have to fight. For Israel, they will fight down to the last white man. So right now, what can white fam all white families feel like they can do is just get away, try to get away from it. And I'm in a small, like I said, it's not even possible in a small town like where I am. You have to go another 30 miles out in the country where basically nobody lives is the only place to get away from this horrid right. uh, third world diversity. It's yeah. living off you through taxes. So we we weren't supposed to have this gigantic federal government but that's just another proof that uh, people can worship the constitution but the tendency over time is to monopolize and consolidate and and become the top to dominate whereas if if you could maintain decentralized power local authority but nowhere has ever been able to really do that except switzerland that's a great because point. it's you know too it's too high of a cultural in my opinion, it, 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 you know, that guy who made the jibe about Switzerland having, you know, not ever come up with anything like Italy and the art, that's true. But decentralized and local authority is in itself an achievement that I think is more miraculous than some. I totally agree. And there. it's interesting that you were living in Germantown. Uh, you said you moved away from there in 97. And uh, how long yeah. were, you, were you in Germantown? Oh, well, I lived all around. German Germantown was the last place I was living when I was there. I lived probably 10 or 12 places around D.C., around the entire area, in, in D.C. and around there. So I know the whole area pretty well, the Maryland side better than the Virginia side. But I was all over that, that area for when I got there in 88 until, you know, basically a decade. That's but, funny because I took a job out in Rockville in 88, and uh, I lived uh, in uh, Gaithersburg. Yeah. And, and I had a really successful band then, and we, we the drummer lived in Germantown, and we rehearsed in his basement. And it's funny because back then, in uh, you know ninety, ninety one, ninety two, ninety three, ninety four, it was 
you, you know, Rock, you, you leave the district border and you hit Bethesda, then you hit Rockville, and Rockville was a, a suburb, and then you got to yeah. Gaithersburg, and Gaithersburg was almost an exoburb because there were a lot of wide open spaces, and then you get to Germantown, yeah. and it's really rural, and then you go one past that, Clarksburg was farmland. And well, German, and Germantown now, was like the last sort of suburb, and then it was, to me, Frederick. I don't even remember Clarksburg, but Germantown was the last one. But when I went back, it was like, oh, my God. Germantown seemed two times as large. Right, so, yeah, right. Rockville, I was working what they called Potomac, which is, they called that, basically, uh, I worked for Phillips Publishing, which is a large newsletter publishing in a right, spur mm-hmm. of, I think, 270 right off of the Beltway. Yep. So, effectively, it was like, <laughs> they called it Potomac. It was more or less Rockville. But uh, right, so I would just cruise cruise down the the spur down and get off there like twenty minutes. But and Germantown was cheaper than you know if you're Bethesda and Chevy Chase and the rest of that and the district were much more expensive. But the whole area just exuded more money and a lot more people. When I went back there, it it was shocking to me. Even five years later, and it's more that way today. Because yeah, it is the center of the empire, but you know it's an empire that's thirty-four whatever trillion in debt. So yeah, that's what will ultimately bring it down. And then, then you know, if they can, they're just going to have a. I don't have anything clever to say that anyone else hasn't said about. It. It's just going to be hundreds of millions of of you know half or more colored people who are living off the state, and anyone who gets elected is going to have to promise them more benefits and. None of that ever works. It's all deficit spending, and it's just what FDR did. The the original America, there wasn't any central government. That's why it developed so well in the uh, in the eighteen hundreds. But once you start getting this massive government, I mean, uh, what what are you going to do? It it sucks the life out of everything else, and all the the mathematicians and the scientists are all working for the defense contractors and everyone else just paying for it and all these bad ideas so there's loads of people who know what should be done but they never have any power and they're not organized and the ones in the government have every incentive to be extremely tightly organized and essentially deplatform anyone else who speaks against them that way they can keep feeding so there's a lot of purely mechanical explanations along with the specific explanation of it's jews who are operating all this but they're not causing all they're taking advantage of naturally known things about the way governments actually work which actually i'd say parenthetically a lot of racialist people have not uh read enough or do not understand that there are certain things that adhere in government the cases that a lot of libertarians would make uh, about the way government just naturally operates even if it were all white but the jews give it a specific racial cast and turn that leviathan power against the other races they're trying to destroy and that's what they're doing. So we need to recognize that. Look, we need to have an all-white nation. That is exactly right. I'm in complete agreement. Um, Zach, you want to jump in? Any questions for Alex? Yeah, I do have a good question. Um, so, how do you foresee us uh, pushing towards a, a white nation? Are you an advocate of a uh, balkanization and then moving from something like that? Uh, how do you see that happening? Well, I mean. I look at it from the point of view of the people holding the power now, and they want the entire earth. And so to me, if you're saying, well, we'll take the Pacific Northwest or we'll take the Northeast or something, I mean, if you're in, if you were in position, you would take the whole thing. They're not going to give you part of it. Right. So then for that argument, you have to be forced back on, well, they're not going to be able to do anything about it. You know, maybe you read, read uh, Harold Covington, uh, read, read his novels. He was a horrible person. 
but a great writer. And he, he put out a lot of ideas about separatism, specifically in the Northwest. So read that and you, you'll get an idea of how things could happen. I don't personally think they're, I, I think they're, it's all or nothing. I really do. I think they're going to, um, you know, maybe you get where there's a complete financial breakdown and they can't, they can't easily control certain areas. But until that happens, they are not going to cede an inch of territory. They will come in and do what they've done to Gaza and just blast it off the map. And it's not like they did that in Oklahoma City. They did that with the Twin Towers. They're they they just they're baby killers. They're eradicators. And and even if you take a religious point of view, even the religious people can't read their own books. The Jew mentality has shown all you need is Genesis. And that point is not original to me. I don't remember who made it, but I I certainly use it myself. Just read Genesis, and it shows you their actual Jew mentality. They were they are going to wipe out everyone who's not them. They hate, and according to them, their God tells them to slay all these other races. Well, they actually act like they believe that. And maybe it is the uh, genetic, that they're largely schizophrenic population that's inbred and, and uh, that gene is found everywhere and their culture builds on it and their success and all these things ratcheted up. So they keep going because it keeps working. That all may well be, but I don't think they're going to cede an inch. And uh, if you had the power to carve out a space, well, it would have to be vastly different circumstances from what we have now and such that I can't really imagine it. Because if you look at what's going on in Russia and Ukraine and you look at the future of warfare, and I'm no military guy or whatever, but in just in the course of reading the news and everything else, I come across and I listen to a whole bunch of it, as I'm sure you do from Ritter and McGregor and whatever. Well, the next step was all this drone stuff. Eventually, it's going to be right. completely automated. And I don't even know what role humans will have other than designing the automation and and controlling it from a desk i mean they they the whole thing that mcgregor says about russia they they, they have these sensors that completely can identify anything coming toward them feed them the information target it and destroy it i mean you'd have to be insane to want to have any any part in that if you're a ukrainian because you're just getting killed and and it's going to get increasingly more and more like that so uh, you know, the idea of I'm a, I'm really am afraid that almost some kind of global state is almost inevitable technically because it's possible. And the way that people are, and I mean, even whites, not Jews, there is a certain fraction of them that absolutely cannot tolerate anybody having any different agreement on anything. You see this in your own individual life. Well, that's what the white skin left, the non-Jew left is completely like that and the jews have trained them to be even more like that this constantly spotting out any kind of heretical idea on anything down to which condiment you want to use the uh -huh. personal political as they used to say well now the technology lets them weaponize that so you can't disagree man i remember i'm old enough to remember and even i'm i'm not old enough to truly remember what america was like as i've said i've established that from talking to people i wasn't alive before kennedy was killed i was born in 66 the real america was basically dead when kennedy was shot and nothing was done about it and that's as good of a that's as good of a point as any point. Just as I could say, when, when Skittles was killed by Zimmerman, that was the point when the left really began to hyper-accelerate this anti-white garbage. But the real America is pretty much gone. you got to worry about what's, what's coming next. We're more at the start of something than the end of something. I've always said that. There's no point. But back then, and you can even see this in Jew movies from the 70s, man, people could just talk to each other. And, and I always said the people, the actors look like people in the 70s, right? But now people 
look like actors to the extent they can. And so they would they would interrelate, even if they were different races, different sexes or whatever, they would still talk to each other normally. Right. Well, you can't do that now in America. Everything is a, a potentially legal media uh, political interaction. And you better be damn careful what you say and who you say it to. And if you're white, you know that, hey, if I have some interaction with this black and they find that I got a mind comp on myself, I mean, leave alone me, who is, you know, somewhat known. But mm -hmm. <clears throat> even if you're just a private per oh, well, he had hate literature in his shelves or, or they'll always claim that you said, you know, you insulted this guy. Well, man, that freights every interaction you have with a discolored with a life or death possibility for you if you're white. That ain't the kind of situation we want to live into. That's not how America was for the first couple hundred years. Well, that's how it is now. So we failed at some point. Somebody failed. Somebody made individual decisions like they, they just weren't strong enough and, and the Jews were able to buy them or threaten them or whatever. And they said, well, fuck it. I'm well situated. I got a lot to lose. I want my family to be set up. They made individual decisions, business decisions, as they say in the NFL, like not to tackle somebody because they might get hurt and they want to get right. a free agent contract. They made business decisions. And when, when enough of that's been made, the Jew grows bold enough and powerful enough and entrenched and ensconced enough that he's damned hard to dislodge. Now, for his own internal parasitical reasons, he can't stop causing wars and, and deficit spending to buy the type of people he wants, which is bribing the population the way that they bribe individual politicians by giving them campaign funds. And then for the ones who they even need further controls on, they do what you, what, what you said about uh, sexual and that Epstein stuff. But we've now got to the point where you're not going to, you're not going to reverse this. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like a gigantic mass of tangled fishing line. Just, cut this shit and throw it away and start anew is all you can do. You're not going to unravel this crap. Um, you just got to try to avoid getting crushed by it. But we, at some point, we have to organize. It has to be a physical thing. I, I don't see any other way. I don't really think it's a matter of there's plenty of awakened people. But, you know, they need to, they need to be organized. And, you know, we see Elon Musk going over to Israel and, and uh, bowing in Auschwitz this, the past days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, just Man, you'd like to think that it's a matter of if you had hundreds of billions of dollars, you'd be like, yeah, I don't want to hear your little sob stories, guy. <laughs> you know, first of all, you and I both know you've made them up out of whole cloth. You're using them. to Every thing you accuse others of is what you're actually doing yourselves a hundred times harder. So, but no, no, I mean, I would have personally... I would have thought Elon would have realized all this and thought it through before he ever acquired Twitter. But uh, because I do think it is pretty predictable. It's like, dude, guy, they're, what did Jews always do? They always go after the funding of their opponents first. Right. They're always trying to cut off the funding so that even if you have the talent to command eyeballs or, or listeners, you can't live off of it and grow off of it as you naturally would if we had a marketplace of ideas. Uh -huh. As the conservative idiots or bought opposition, fake opposition always say, we don't. Because the people who control it prevent others from getting the money they would need to expand and become the market dominant. So the market becomes dominated by a tiny minority like Jews. And then they, they produce other tiny minorities, trannies and homosexuals. And these are right. 
these minted fake identities for yeah. aberrant behavior is turned into some kind of heroic yeah. lifestyle or mentality. And the rest of the people are just like, what the hell is going on? Exactly. I mean, reality is man, woman, uh, marriage, family, um, career, work hard. That's what you need to be doing every day. And then, and then, you know, enjoy it sometimes and then you die. I mean, and, and you, you add your, as men can you say, add my might to the culture. You know, you try to add a little bit to the culture if you have the talent or ability, but in any case, you keep the system going, keep, do what you can to keep your stuff clean and healthy and prospering. That's that love of order basic order which is non-religious it's racial in us just as schizophrenia is native to a lot of these jews the love of desire for basic order ordnung right that's in all of us all white yep exactly very few whites don't have that and that's the basis of how we see things politically and there's nothing wrong and everything right about that it's what's enabled us to build really remarkable cultures and the Jews are destroying that. Oh, authoritarian personality. They're saying in your mo- your most basic orientation and genetic makeup, you are defective. We are destined to rule you and destroy you. Well, no, we fight back and we must destroy them, yeah. counter-destroy them, counter-exterminate them. They are trying to exterminate us. Yeah. We must counter-exterminate them. And that that's really the, the the basis of it it's not that whites don't know how to organize and we forgot no they are actively working to suppress it yep. and we have to but again their nature doesn't have any sympathy cards <laughs> either you win or you lose yep. so that being the fact we have to overcome them we have to figure out how to overcome them and that's what you know that's why i come in a show like this and talk about it and and you guys you know do your show and talk about talk about stuff i mean how do I get right, you know, perfect triangle? How do I get right in body, mind, and soul? Well, uh, you know, you got to orient yourself properly. There are certain things you have to do physically, certain things you have, maybe you have to eat or maybe even more so not eat, yeah. uh, certain ways of thinking. I always, I always say this. I always try to come up with, well, I've said things a million times. What can I say that's a little different? Maybe it strikes people to get the same message across. And I'll say one thing kind of unrelated but is uh, are directly related and unrelated directly where I say white nationalism is the only psychologically healthy politics because we're the only ones out there not faking or pretending or, Oh, this will, this will be good for blacks. And that's why we should do it. (laughs) I mean, blacks don't give a fuck about you. Exactly. And how much do you really care about them? I mean, I might incidentally as an intellectual matter, like, Oh yeah. I'll read Thomas soul, you know, our genuine black intellectual, even if he was, uh, Zionist, but from his background and professional interest, he still proved that all these social indices were better for blacks when overt racism, his Jewish propaganda term that is a throat punch at, at our race, right. uh, prevailed. When that prevailed, everybody was better off. It's not just the white whites and, and whites generally. Everybody was better off back then. And uh, <clears throat> women too. But uh, so I say white nationalism is the only psychologically healthy politics. And that's something I like to repeat and repeat and repeat because I don't think it's natural for people to be scared and their most ba- to express their most basic views. And, you know, in America, for most of its history, up to 1950 or 1960, at least, people were not. But after that, the m- metastasis is a great word. You used it earlier, metastasized. The metastasization of the cancerous growth of the central federal government 
and and uh, the institution of the anti-white discrimination complex uh, by LBJ, by Nixon, as much as anyone in the massive growth and the discrimination of the court decisions. Well, once you do that, and yeah, we're going to give these blacks a free ride through life and just drop all standards. Lately, they've been talking about that even in the cockpit and the airlines. And the, the, the freaking head I saw, it was absolutely bizarre. The head of one of them, like United, is literally like a man He's who dresses a up like a woman. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck? And someone like that has anything to do with giant hunks of metal that are up in the middle of the air? And you, the guy running the air, I mean, what is he going to, if he thinks like that mentally, that's crazy. Yeah. And and yet now these people are honeycombed all through the Fortune 500. Business used to be thought of as sort of conservative or whatever, but a lot of people make the point that capitalism is inherently destructive. But there's some truth to that, but it's not all bad either. I mean, you, you, you can't have just purely stasis, and I don't want any kind of a guild or Catholic middle-aged society. There's nothing wrong with uh, buying and selling stuff, right. I don't think. I think if you just had... Ha, this is kind of funny. They came up with a new way of executing someone yesterday. I guess. Oh, nitrogen. I, yeah. The journalist, yeah, the journalists lie about shit. I don't know. Maybe the guy really enjoyed it. For all I know, since the journalists say he was struggling, but yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you don't need to improve on guillotines or just shooting people or hanging right. them. Those have always worked. They are very stark, terrifying executions. Are meant to be public spectacles to say, "Hey, we respect the people that you offended against." whether it's all of us collectively or the individuals that you maimed, killed, raped, etc., so much so that we are going to put you to death in a very physically impressive way. That that The sound echoes the sense, right? Yeah. It, it makes sense. The style echoes the sentiment and the sense of the whole thing so that it's mutually reinforcing. When you strap someone down on a table and make it look like they're going to get rhinoplasty or something <laughs> and, and negative rhinoplasty <laughs> we're going to invert the air holes you normally use to service your lungs right, right. and what's more of what you might call a blockage and that's grotesque it's the style is all it's just wrong no one has any beautiful sense that's why dictators are so much better than democracy right they'll do things like you know impale people on stakes for a hundred miles and you're like damn Someone has an attitude about something or fry people in a giant griddle. I mean, that's funny. I don't care who you are. That's funny. It may not be appropriate or rational or, or uh, deserved, but it's still kind of funny and stylish. It shows a mind at work as long as you're not the one in the griddle. But uh, I'm not joking. That happened, apparently, but uh, <laughs> many hundreds of years ago. But, no, we got to have these – everything has to be faggotized down and, and deprived of any kind of style and just – Turn, oh, he! If he were in his right mind, he wouldn't have done it. Demanning, taking the man out of it. The man decided to do the things he did. Right. If now he must pay the price, let's respect capital punishment carried out the right way is the only way of showing due respect for the man. Right? The man may be a criminal, but that's just a sheen on him. He made the decision. The man made the decision. Now he pays the price. And for both sides are duly respected, and the third side, the victim, are duly respected by legitimate ca capital punishment. And so doing away with capital punishment is the height of barbarism. It's thought to be civilized, but it's actually barbaric and gross. Well, once and again, ugly, the inversion. It's an ugly thing. Yeah. Oh, you're mentally ill. No, he chose to do that. Exactly. Right? 
So it, it, it's an entire way of looking at the world and, and turning everything into, you know, oh, you're going to psychiatrize it and medicalize it away. No. People do have real medical problems, but deciding to rape and murder other people is not a medical problem. It's something they wanted to do that we don't tolerate. And we show that we don't tolerate it graphically and quickly. That's a civilized society. Right. So now, how do, how do we resist? How do we get from, well, we, gotta, we have to organize it. It should be military. And this is where I feel like a gigantic faggot because I have zero interest even in violence. I have zero interest in the military. I have zero interest in guns as a thing like so many white right-wing people do. To me, it's not interesting. But that's where we are. It doesn't matter what I feel or what I'm interested in. That's where we are. It has to be an organized physical army response because every other channel is blocked. You can't you can't write something about it. the minute you get audience on Twitter you get you know removed like Lucas Gage was making great points, Jake Shields MMA some other people making great points and they're they're lim- limited the reach or they're banned for three months for no reason these unfairly unevenly applied terms of service. What can you do? You, and I've seen this for the you know, last quarter century, my entire life. Even when I was in college, if I wrote something they didn't like, oh, well, you're not gonna, your column's not going to be allowed to appear next week because some leftists are unhappy about it. Happened to me back uh, mid-1980s. This has mm-hmm. basically always been going on since at least then, where no one's allowed to speak in the interest or name of the majority and, and everything we want that's good for us, that lets our people, our kind flourish, is immoral or evil or unfair or racist or some other, they have a million names to demonize. Well, I don't care. I happen to be of the small percentage of people who are not really bothered by social pressure in the way I guess most people appear to be. And so I use, yeah, we presumably all of us in this are are more like that than other people. So, Hey, I don't give a fuck what juice, what do you Jews think about us? I, I see what you're doing. I see what you intend to do. I see that your behavior and your beliefs, whether you want to call them religious or political or cultural or whatever, they are in line. That's one thing I respect about Jews. So Oprah's friend's dictum, when someone shows you what they are, believe them. She may have said it individually, but it works racially. Jews have showed us what they are. Exactly. Let's believe them. That's what they are. They are baby killers who make something I posted on Kirksville today the other day. They're literally... And this was the other thing I I forgot. I mentioned it earlier. I alluded to it. I didn't mention it. (coughs) Please pardon me. The uh, the indirect, the thing I've been emphasizing, and I finally got Shields to pick up on it, is Jews love torturing non-Jews. Yes. So, so, So these are two new things I've been trying to kind of push that I've never really seen pushed before. White nationalism is the only psychologically healthy politics out there. Everyone else has to fake it continually. And it is everyone else's charade politics. Yes. Okay, but white nationalism is real. Now, you could be a real religious believer, and that would not be fake. It would just be wrong. Right. But white nationalism, <clears throat> for those who stick to things that actually exist, and I was, I was trying to make a line about materialism, the favorite uh, epithet of the, uh, the religious, but... And I did on, on Twitter. I'm on Alex Leonard KT on Twitter, I think is what my handle is. But I got some uh, uh, monarch and a milkweed is my avatar, if you see it. But my point is, so white nationalism is the only psychologically healthy politics. That, that is something I keep pushing. I think that's a good 
thing to trust. But also, Jews love torturing people. So these Jews, you see what they're doing. They're literally killing the civilians because they're literally afraid to fight the actual Hamas fighters in the tunnels. Yep. Some of them, and they put themselves on video laughing and mocking their killing of, of women and kids. No white would think of doing something like that. They had they had booby trapped in some one of the few places they left standing. They were, had themselves filmed, made these little booby trapped of like cans of food and stuff that the people were gonna open and maim themselves when they got back in there. I mean, damn, they love torturing non Jews, and I've, I've been hyping that. And I'll do some responsive DMs to Shields, who is one of the top. Think of it this way: there's a there's a body of points to be made against Jews. And people get real incensed at like, oh, they banned uh, NJP or they banned someone. Else. Yeah, you're right. Completely unfair. But also, let's take the view that, look, we, as long as somebody, I don't care if they're a darn black or whatever, is pushing these accurate, valid arguments against Jews, let's help support them and promote them and repost them. So that's the way I look at it, kind of objectively and neutrally. I know how irritating it is to be banned when you didn't do anything wrong, but exactly. Shields is a MMA fighter. I guess he may even be racially mixed. I'm not sure, but he, he makes very effective posts, as does Keith Woods out of, I guess, some Irish kid. He doesn't even look 20. And then uh, another one, Lucas Gage, got banned for three months. But they're making the points that need to be made, so I've been trying to, I'm trying to push him, and Shields finally said something along the lines. And that's where he shows he's clever. He, he doesn't just repeat what I said, but he, he, he made his own version of it, and he just noticed how much they love torturing non-Jews. And I think that's something we can all add to our repertoire of Jew descriptions. That's because a great point, Alex. We've reached the top of the hour. We're going to take a little break with uh, Share uh, Handsome Truth's new song about uh, it's time to read Mein Kampf. And then when we come back, we're go- I want to uh, uh, ask you uh, a way forward. It seems to me like <clears throat> the, the vile Jew has made a couple of uh, egregious strategic errors in the last uh, three, four months, and we'll get into that after this song by H.T. Handsome Truth. Like a filthy horse We're living in the system We young boy And they know you never listen Cause you're watching porn They gotta keep you stupid And misinformed Here's some wise advice I won't say it twice No thanks, no niggas No kiss ass wiggers We go hard Don't give me a lame excuse We're overdue We gotta deal with the greedy Jew Cause if you think about it Man, they own the news And that is something We cannot afford to lose Yo, I was a first class prankster Taking on Jews Like a rhyming gangster Man, a mystery I know the history Hitler, he said it The Jews are parasites I read my Yo, I won't cry 
heart for the Jewish folks. Six million lies on a hall of hoax. There was no gassing, the Jews are laughing. They think you're stupid like a bunch of goats. Are they doing better now in the Middle East? All they see is war, never any peace. Do you think that they care for a ceasefire? No, they shoot everything like a retard. We know we've never been the wisest or smartest, but we realize what it takes. We got control of your banks and your money, so you gotta do what we say. It's a feeling you get when the Jew says to you that you're running out of time, that you're racist too. Like Barbara Spector, genocide lecture. She's a wicked bitch and the Jews respect her. A red one can be for the Welcome back. I just heard, and it's an honor to now be streaming live on Goyam TV from HT, Handsome Truth himself, that he did not do that song, and he wants to know who did it, and I want to know who did it. So you find these songs in various places, and they don't attribute it properly. Somebody, uh, where I found it, said that Handsome Truth had done it. So if anybody knows who did that song, uh, please let us know. I want to give them proper credit and and check out what else they did, because that's a very professional tune. And so welcome back to hour number two. Yeah, I'm amazed. Right. That stuff has come really, really far. Yeah, that was We really used to do good. little mocking musical spoofs uh, that when we did Goyfire many, many, many years ago in the early 2000s, and we had our producer Aegis would uh, come up with uh, musical spoof stuff, and that's been taken, that's a hundred times uh, more advanced than the crude stuff we did back then, so really impressive. Oh, yeah, there's some... Uh, stuff you play in your intro and st- stuff. I don't get around and listen to too much, but yeah, it's, it's yeah, great. Yeah, that uh, that's really good. In fact, um, there there's uh, on Go- GoyamTV.com and on Odyssey, like the big Floppa and some of these other fellows who I don't know too well, but is going to be on my Monday show, February 5th, uh, with uh, Paul from California, NNP. And uh, it's amazing the level of sophistication now Alex, but what's interesting as a, a professional musician myself for 35 years, we, you know, my the album that I had the greatest success with worldwide was in 1994. My band Compulsus is called Songs for the Numb, and we literally recorded that on eight track analog, a half inch Tascam machine, and we were like doing, uh, um, uh, you know, like uh, what what's that game uh, that you put the 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 sheet on the the uh, the floor with the colored dots and then you have to spin and then you got to try and contort to put your foot oh dance it. dance something or twister or, or something I think there was a, a, an actual game to it but anyway we we mix that and now today it's so sophisticated digitally that I can do everything myself I mean I miss my band but. I can make a complete song myself, and and the samples are so real. Like, I'm not a professional drummer, but I can create. It sounds exactly like a professional drummer. With And, and so that's what these guys are doing. And then they've acquired the video skills. Like I mean, hats off to them all. But I know um, 
on GTV, and I think it's on Odyssey as well, they do a weekly nationalist top 20 music, and some of these artists are just brilliant. So I I advocate everybody to go check that out. But let's turn over to Zach for for a minute and uh, next topic in his uh, mind, and then I'll ask my question that I teased before our number and during our number one, rather. Go ahead, Zach. Yeah, uh, well, actually, I'd like to ask another question for Alex. Um, how do you think we can use this uh, Israel-Palestine conflict to our advantage right now? Well, I, I guess uh, to me it's either everything divides into soft side or hard side. The soft side is education, anything related to educational material. And so you just show, you show like what... What I've been saying, I mean, the Jews love torturing people. They love murdering people that uh, if you're dealing with someone who's stuck on the Bible, say, oh, gee, it's just like the Old Testament. Jews just are wiping out the entire population because someone made an honest military move against them. And even the the ones that were killed were mostly killed by their own stupid troops, just generic spraying the cars and everything at that music place. So you can use it to show how they lie how they love torturing, and how they love mass murdering, and to show that they in, they intend to uh, completely take it over. And to me, just show that their behavior is consistent with their beliefs. They believe they are entitled to rule the world. Everyone else has to serve them, and anyone who gets in their way should be killed. So it shows the it shows them for what they are. So on the soft side, you teach people, this shows exactly what Jews are, and they have every excuse in the book. Uh, but then uh, on the hard side, I mean, you, you show them how we were manipulated into dying for Jews in the Ukraine and how many people they're able to get killed and what utter contempt they have for whites and white brains. They think they can continually trick us and then on the positive side, how people who aren't white nationalists, who are still essentially just conservatives, is how I would describe Putin, uh, are being forced from all these <clears throat> sanctions they've imposed to develop their own economies. And they're, they're developing an entire world outside of uh, the United States. It's not perfect. It's not pro-white. There may not even be whites involved, but look at the progress that's coming on. The price we're paying for allowing Jews to dominate us. Um, what is there but teaching? You're either teaching people what Jews are and how we got into the situation we're in, or you're organizing and fighting back with some goal in mind. What should the goal be? Well, so many people, the basic problem with racialism is it comes out of a conservative background and milieu and way of thinking when it needs to separate from that and say, no, when when we win and we set up what we want, there aren't going to be, they, they still think it's going to be American, there's going to be all these mixed races, they just want their own side. No, it's got to be all white. <laughs> there's, there's no point. We don't want to dominate blacks and coloreds and Jews inside of the same political structure. We don't want any association with them at all. We want them out of our living space so we can live as ourselves with that love of order and we can flourish. And all we have to deal with is the occasional aberrant you know, sexual proclivity, the occasional homosexual pervert or whatever, and we can capitally punish them 
but keep the standards. Whenever you have blacks mixed in and Jews, you have the lying, and then the lying leads to the discrimination against whites and the, the dropping of standards so that blacks can uh, be mixed in and uh, under some kind of plausible terms, and it does not work. So I, I don't know. I mean, uh, everything Jews do shows what they are, so everything they do can be used to, to teach other whites about them, but... Uh, my God, if they don't see that something's wrong at this point, I don't know. I don't know what to say. But uh, for creating something new, where we're where we always are, we got to organize and we got to create it. I mean, there, there's not. I don't have some master solution other than I think it has to be physical, and I don't think there's any point in, you know, stickers and activism and all this kind of stuff. I mean, okay, where does that lead? Does that actually help? I don't know. I don't think it does. It's mostly just a sinkhole for money. You got to have actual young people who want to, who are willing to live, to fight and and kill and die to live in a different system, and old people too, if they're willing. I mean, I Patriot Front is the only one I've seen that's sort of looks like it's headed in that direction and they get called feds and i don't know the reality but you got to have physically fit people who are willing to do what it takes to bring about change i mean i don't see how change is going to be accomplished by voting at least not before you have an army that's willing to enforce or able to enforce that the vote isn't cheated and now cheating has become the the, the norm for united states elections and we'll see how 2024 works out did you fellas see that um, uh, a professor, man, I, I, I read so many of these things. I'm, I, I set up things like Twitter and Facebook and the news aggregators, and, and there's so much on Telegram and the various channels that I just I, I try to save things accurately, but it gets away from me. But I read recently in the past week where there was a professor who made a presentation before some governmental body and he said all i need is a pencil to hack the dominion software system and he did it in front of them all in two minutes so that's how yeah. easy it is to um to hack yeah and you, go, go ahead. yeah there's no doubt i mean this stuff obviously something would be easier to hack if it's electronic and these these people are oh it's not connected they're lying about every single aspect of it of course right. And we've all seen the graphic of where, you know, oh, they suddenly turn everything off, and then a couple hours later they turn it back on, and Biden's jumped in the lead. Everyone knows what they're doing. They're just rubbing people's faces, and they're cheating now. Oh, we have the power, and we don't. That's why the left is so obsessed with power, rest in power, 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 power. Well, they have to have power because they don't have truth or honesty or integrity. It's just power. No, but we have the power. We can force you to do this. You know, so... Your opinion doesn't matter, even though you're you took a long time to educate yourself and actually learn what you're saying. Oh, that doesn't matter. We have some little silly broad who's now the I'm the journalist now, you know. And although it was good to see that a whole bunch of them got uh, deported from the L.A. Times. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. So yep. Every time, and, and I love those graphics who say, no matter how much you hate journalists, it's it, you don't hate them enough. Exactly. That's the honest right, God right. truth. Yep. We were Such journalists back in the day. Lying shitbags, man. I'd like to uh, yeah. build on Zach's question. Uh, it, in my mind, two events have really uh, showed the, uh, the opportunity for that classic statement, Babylon Always Falls. Uh, and the first being the illegal, immoral uh, genocide being prosecuted against the native uh, Semitic people.
people of Palestine, right? And it's interesting as a, a note, if you go back and you look at the documentaries that you can still find on YouTube, and if you have uh, an access to an encyclopedia older than like 40 or 50 years, you look up Palestine, the comedian Owen Benjamin did a great skit on that, that, oh, you Jew haters, there's no Palestine, and oh, oh, wait a minute, and there's 20 pages of pictures of a of sophisticated Western-leaning Palestine, and in the 20s, you had actual Semitic Jews, the brown native Jews, living in peace with native Muslims of the region and, and, and Palestinian Christians. They all got along. There were no problems. They, they And so it's when you introduce the, the synagogue of Satan, Rothschild types, and the brutality of all that. So step one, in my mind, is the, the you know, it hasn't been since... Uh, uh, I mean, it began on Telegram and some of the independent uh, uh, media outlets showing the brutality of the Ukrainian thing, but it wasn't anything like seeing these lifeless babies' bodies and the parents uh, howling in sorrow that these vile kikes have killed these children and killed, you know, so so you're seeing that. I, I, not a day goes by. It's equally on Twitter. And so you've got lefty Jew rectum lickers, these celebrities like John Cusack. I just read a, a, a Twitter feed of his where he has become totally anti-Israel, anti uh, Gaza, and, and he's one step away from being anti-Jew because some Jew like said, Kuzak, you're an anti-Semite. And, and Kuzak's reply was, I'm an anti-Semite. You're killing innocent little w- children and women. You're not even human. It was really great. So if you can flip uh, a liberals, yeah. Chicago liberals like John Kuzak, that's a good thing. And then we've got like two weeks ago when the, the, uh, the exposure of the Chabad Lubavitch and their rape tunnels and their child torture tunnels for a green chrome and and sexual trafficking and that all got exposed and to me it was kind of a a psyop because you can't bring one cement truck and people who went down there and and showed the vastness of those tunnels you're not gonna you're not gonna use one cement truck to fill that all in and plus with the complex underground structure of of new york you can't even think about so what was really going on with displaying that but to me, that's the one-two punch of uh, the Jew has a lot of weakness. And, and to, if you can outrage enough liberals like John Cusack to, to say th- these are demons, these are not humans, we may be on to something. Your thoughts? Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt. And we got a memorial meme of that Jew crawling out of the sewer. That was hilarious. It is. Yep, They'll yep. never live that down because they always love saying to go in, uh, let's go crawl back under your rock, you hateful extremist. <laughs> <laughs> go crawl back in your sewer tunnel, you two-footed sewer rat. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I was trying to joke that they're running their, their settler routine on the actual original four-footed sewer rats down there trying to take over their territory right but uh no that was classic that classic jew dressed crawling out of a sewer grate that was hilarious but yeah i mean and and susan saranda did a little bit of the same but yeah the minute you criticize them for murdering babies you're an anti-semite and they that's really all they have is try to scare people off talking about them um but yeah, we got to get as many people against them as possible, and they make it real, real easy. Uh, but uh, even with the entire world against them, you know, they make Elon Musk bend the knee, and that's where everybody's looking for news is on Twitter or X. 
and uh, they, they keep banning people, but there's always, there's always that body of points to be made, and there's always somebody making them because, A, they're obvious, and B, they're true. So there's nothing Jews can say. They have to continually try to – it really is. You really see the depth of their arrogant confidence that they can suppress the entire world forever. But as much as they might be succeeding in America, they are failing – in the uh, war on Russia, they have made Russia and Iran, I think, multiple stronger than they would have been otherwise. And, you know, I just read the other day, so Russia and Iran are now completely outside the SWIFT system, which is the messaging that accompanies financial transactions. So one of their most powerful sanctions of the Jews running the USA is to cut people out of uh, the financial thing. And as they did by blowing up the, the pipeline that, that enabled Germany to get the energy it needed to, for, for the high-tech stuff. But Russia and Iran now can have their own uh, financial connections where they don't need SWIFT. So over time, they make their enemies stronger. And it, in the USA, since we don't control things, that would be in the, more in the terms of a burning, purifying fire that's going to leave only racially conscious, race-valuing whites left. And all the rest will have been uh, left in Christianity or some other form of multiculturalism or uh, diversity or race not valuing, depending on if you want to put it prejudicially or neutrally. They're all the same thing. Christianity, the whole point of what's new about it is abandon your family, abandon your ancestors, worship this Jew and spread the good news of a Jew come to save the world and the Jew from his people that God chose to lead mankind. So they were successful in putting that over on whites, and that was the first sort of diversity, and it did have a huge part in destroying Rome. Now, people will argue against that, but that's what the people who studied it, like Gibbon, actually thought. And so it's an early, well, race doesn't really matter, and unfortunately, most whites are not at the intellectual level where they can grasp that the problem with Christianity is its basic principles. Even if you didn't know the motive behind the people who created and spread it, its basic principles are anti-racial. And that's why the church at times has encouraged, overtly been a positive for race mixing, but it's never been against it because it has no principle against it. It doesn't value race. It only value, your only value is your individual soul and your participation in a collective, whether Protestant or Catholic or whatever, that worships Jesus as the only path to, to heaven right. and you know eternity with God. So it's inherently an anti-racial. It, it's obvious that diversity and multiculturalism and melting pot, all these things are obviously bad, but Christianity is the exact same thing, and it's been around for 2,000 years. And my argument, I've basically given up even arguing because I, I never, I never, I, I state the argument. To me, Christians cannot even perceive an argument to make a counter-argument. They just bleat the same freaking thing. Oh, no, it kept Jews in line. No, it didn't. It never kept Jews in line. That's a complete historical lie. But on principle, it's anti-white. Even being race neutral is being anti-white, and that's that's way beyond most people's capacity to understand. Yeah, Christianity can coexist with, with a white racial state, but it can coexist with an anti-white racial state because it's not concerned with race. It thinks race doesn't matter, and it, race does matter. That's what we're seeing today. So Christianity is completely legal and will continue to exist when the world is as third third world when the USA is as third world as Brazil. 
It could be a cold northern South Africa or a cold northern Brazil. Christianity will keep right on uh, puttering and sputtering. It has no problem with any of that because race doesn't matter. You're either a part of Team Jesus or you're not. That's what matters. Spreading the good news about Team Jesus. So if people can't see that that's anti-white, well, in, in a way, you could almost be perversely glad that it draws off the, the lower orders of whites and it leaves the ones who value race and who understand the value of race to the point of eugenics, to being against porn and abortion, but pro-eugenics, as the Nazis were, and, and literally bred up superior people. Like, you know, one of the ones in ABBA, the band, right? <laughs> it's kind of funny. So, whereas Christianity is necessarily dysgenic because it doesn't care about breeding, it actively encourages race mixing. And to be frank, the lower the IQ, the more attractive the Christian lie is going to be. Because the, the higher the IQ, the less people are going to believe stuff about people coming back from the dead or the rest of it. No, it's a faith. It's not it. Well, it's not a faith if it's put forward as factual, all the claims made about Jesus. That's not faith. They are saying that this happened. They're not saying it's a myth. They're saying this happened. But we say, no, it didn't happen. You're, what you're doing is lying, and your lies come from this Jew, Saul. And well, well after the time of the, of the individual in question, but we don't want to go down that. It, it, it can go forever. But Well, let me just ask you one question about that, which is, to me— <laughs> yeah. The the, the 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 Christian Bible is a mishmash of so many things, but there's even two Jesuses, right? There's the Kami Kumbaya, love everybody, like you just talked about. But then there's the base Jesus who goes into the temple of the money changing with a bull whip, kicks over the tables, and starts whipping the money changing Pharisees. So I mean, it, it's so yeah, and that's that's the only that's the only example of him sort of acting as you say base that people can yeah. ever produce, which is interesting to me yeah. and they they do it because i think hitler one of one of the upper nazis mentioned that and they said some things that i think were wrong about christianity they were kind of trying to prune it out and they but eventually they, they were anti-christian there's actually some good telegram channels you can find and follow if you want to get the actual citations uh -huh. i'm a little hesitant on that because a lot of what Hitler said that was the most important, he apparently would only say privately. That's another problem with democracy. If you have a view that's against what the majority wants and you express it, then, like, Christ, I'm barely getting in office with 30% of the vote. If I come out with what I actually think about Christianity, I, you know, it's going to be even worse. So what do you do? But they, they were in private very anti-christian i believe and you you have to decide because you don't you have different people taking notes of private conversations and then later publishing books and who's telling the truth and who isn't but i think if you if you see the citations and you follow it and track it down i i'm reasonably sure that hitler was anti-christian in fact because uh if you read through my camp and i've done it and and done a audio of it and, and commenting on it and reading the text of it what's most notable about hitler is that he paid extremely close attention to nature and everything else follows from that right a and christianity is very anti-nature which again is nature and race are kind of the same thing you would so the, the focus is on this imaginary world they call it metaphysics or some other they like to they they they're very much like Jews in that they divide everything into good and bad, 
and the good is the people who are into metaphysics and the bad are the people who are materialists mm-hmm. and like i i coined a phrase earlier today material i'm always trying to come up with lines because i think to me that's what writing is not just piling up endless expository prose materialist someone who sticks to what's there rather than what ain't <laughs> and, and you see so they have a they have a dirty word for that and you're oh no you're just you're a soulless materialist you only see atoms and well all right whatever but at least you acknowledge that material stuff is there Whereas I don't acknowledge that imaginary shit is there. <laughs> I just don't. Now, even to say people have a spirit, yeah, they have a spirit, but I don't know what that is. It may be something material. It seems to go away when you're asleep. I mean, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know or worry about that stuff because someday someone might be able to tell. In my opinion, they can't tell today. So I'm fully happy with what's on my plate that's actually there that everybody acknowledges. And dealing with that is enough for me. So, uh yeah, I can see the obvious value of race. I can see that where the principle of race is downplayed or ignored or used perversely as in discriminatory law. And then people who are, don't like how things are saying, oh, no, race is just some invented category. I mean, to me, that's like saying a blue jay and a cardinal are really, you know, there's no racial differences between them. They're the same thing. They're, you know, a small sort of bird that's sort of shaped like. Like, no, there are profound differences between birds, let alone humans. Are you nuts? And and then I finally got a few Christians to pick up on this argument. Well, if you believe God created this reality, why aren't you interested in making distinctions among it and appreciating it and, and looking at it and seeing what it actually is? Like your excellent intro where you've got the guy, oh, it turns out 40% of these Jews are freaking schizophrenics which can be traced to this genetic variation. Gee, maybe these genes have something to do with the way people are and the way they behave. Maybe genes account for a lot more than just eye color or height or reproductive frequency or capacity. Or Maybe genes are pretty significant. And wouldn't you think that you've noticed the development of science over centuries and they're constantly adding more and the fact that people use science to spread political lies doesn't change that. There's an accretive power to science that certainly is not there in religion. Religion affects to explain everything and explains nothing accurately because all they care about is the answers. They don't care about the right answers because it's a low-grade mass phenomenon. People don't care about the right answers. They just want answers. But we who want to be more than that, we want the right answers or it's not worth anything. And Every point. And, and I'd like <laughs> to interject briefly. <laughs> That uh, first, uh, thanks. We got three lively chats going in Odyssey, Rumble, and Goyam TV, and uh, multiple people mentioned the game that I, I'm getting old. I couldn't remember is Twister, where you Twister. Put the, yeah, I thought you meant an electronic dance dance thing that you see them talking. Oh, no, 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 Twister I meant like is old a physical school. game. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And then uh, we've got thank you for the donation. A lot of sense in uh, Odyssey. She's asking Alex, uh, where is there a link to go and listen to your audiobook? Uh, commentary stuff that you mentioned a few months um, ago. Yeah, it's at my forum, VNN forum, VNN letters forum.com. And then I used to call it the massive, but I think I call it, I'm embarrassed, I don't know. Let me, I think it's called the just audio. 
I changed it to audio because I know it's called what I did audiobooks because but that's confusing because some people just want purely the text read. I do commentary, so I just call what I do now audio. Go to audio and you can find in sticky threads we'll have everything I recorded or just dig through and do searches. The search works pretty well and you'll find all the audio stuff I recorded is part of the learning college, like Mind Comp and the stuff by uh Revelo Oliver and by uh William Pierce and by Adolf Hitler, Mein Kampf, and by some, I've done some rock, well, I'm going to do some more, and a lot of other people. I've done a lot of shorter, smaller stuff. I've done uh, Eli, Mar, Marcus Eli Ravage, the Jew who explained what Christianity was in two important essays back in the 1920s, backed up by Revelo Oliver, and we're at war with, like, the Catholics and whatever, and explaining the reality of what Christianity is. And I, I've done as much as I could with E. Michael Jones, who's the top Catholic thinker I can come up with, and explaining, explaining Catholicism to us what it is. And then I had the, I helpfully had the why it's wrong part. Uh, but that's the school that most uh, directly runs against racialism as an alternative for people to believe in, to try to construct some kind of mental idea of what's going on, and what's an alternative to the present terrible scheme. Uh, I just put it up on the screen. There's VNN Forum. And if you scroll down, there is a category under news and discussion called audio. Yeah, it's near the top. Not just text, but text plus commentary from Linder and others. That's very Yeah, yeah. There it is. Yeah, that's most of what I recorded is in there somewhere, a sticky thread, or just look look through it. You'll find it. But uh, Zach, why don't you jump in uh, with your next uh, question or discussion point for Alex? I, I don't have any uh, any real solid questions. Um, I, I'm actually following pretty well. I, I really Recite like Recite uh, poetry, then. <laughs> <laughs> you must well, justify I, your I, existence I, I, with either I'll, I'll, fine questions or recited poetry or perhaps singing of something. I'll, I'll, direct, uh, I'll direct you guys to my next topic, which you can both comment on. <laughs> Tomorrow, it seems like it should be once a year, but it seems like it's every other week that there's another World Holocaust Remembrance Day. And so tomorrow is World Holocaust Remembrance Day. And, and so uh, as anyone who does any, any uh, effort will find there's uh the holocaust is a is a vulgar lie and and the dave gahari who's going to be on next week peter winter wrote a remarkable book called the six million factor fiction and for the eighth edition he partnered with dave gahari to take the book from 140 pages to over 500 pages and i have a copy i've been reading it it's unbelievable Peter doesn't do interviews anymore, but Dave's going to be on next Friday, and he copy edited and worked closely. So we're going to start a deep dive chapter by chapter. But to me, uh, I'll ask uh, first Alex yeah, and Zach. To me, great. the key to bringing the kike down is uh, the Holocaust and, and and exposing it for the well, lie, the, the vicious lie it is. So your thoughts? There's there's that. a very good point to be made here, which is that you had the Greg Johnson and even Kevin McDonald school uh, that ultimately came from that weirdo British guy who's now dead of step over it. But <laughs> far be it, <laughs> very unfar be it from me not to correct the PhD crowd. Uh, you. you Step over it implies the Holocaust is history. It's not history. It's no, atrocity it's propaganda. It's used daily to assault our kids. Maybe if some of these people had kids and weren't faggots, et cetera, or library sitters or childless right. 
library flat assers. Yep. The Holocaust, look, at, I, I've often cited, like, my sister in one year had the same fucking book in, like, English and History, one of those, uh, one of those night or one, one of those Holocaust standard issue texts they use. Right, this right. stuff is used daily to browbeat and morally abuse and intellectually abuse at the same time white children. Yes. You can't step over that. And their white parents are taxed to provide this kind of instruction. When public schooling began as a modest collection to take care of the educational needs of orphans up in Massachusetts, this <laughs> was not what people had in mind. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's what public schooling has become. It's the mass inculcation of guilt and self-hatred and racial hatred of whites primarily in whites who are then have their parents taxed and they are physically attacked by blacks who are bust in to sit next to and abuse them and lower any actual intellectual achievement they might make this is the horror of american society in 2024 yes so yeah the holocaust is it's not exaggerated it's completely made up exactly Yep. Okay, so that's fantastic that they, they got that uh, book and you're going to talk about it. So uh, I got to make sure I got the links. And you got something you want to promote, send it to me and I'll I'll, I'll promote it. I for, oh, Not that I'm on the show, if I'm on the show or not. But yeah, absolutely. And I, I we do, all of us, we do all we can to point out these people are, are this is abuse to tell people this, to make yes. them hate their own kind. Yes, exactly. Hitler never had control over six million Jews. All the all he did was, con and they, they love to do it both ways. And then they, 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 these weak ass white conservatives and libertarians and religious types. Oh, Hitler was a Zionist. Hitler was trying to get the Jews out of Europe without mass murdering them, like a gentleman. Okay, he worked with everybody to get them the f out of Germany where they were messing it up. He was going to completely. It's like having bed bugs. Get these bed bugs out of your freaking <laughs> house, man. They're yeah. nasty. They're biting everybody and sucking their blood and coming out at night out of their sewer holes and running around, sucking white blood. Hitler wanted to get rid of them. He wasn't trying to kill them. All he did was progressively pass legislation to, to encourage them. You know how we do as sanctions now against Russia? Jews do in our name to make us hated around the world against Russia and Iran, etc. Well, he was doing about one-tenth of that. To make it a little harder on Jews to get, hey, come on, okay, we we two peoples are very different. We're immiscible. We can't mix together. We can't live together. You're being, you're hurting our nation. We need you gone. That's not the same as killing them. And right. the vast majority of them left. He never had control over them. Okay, so the whole thing was a lie from day one. It's just a blood libel against Germans that Germans are the kind of raping, killing, baby murdering people that Jews actually are okay so tie the holocaust to what jews are actually doing today on video in gaza right now they make that stuff up about your ancestors while they themselves do it on videotape it's insane and and as someone correctly pointed out and i made a similar point they made it even more stylishly although i can't i can't for life of me remember but it's like it, it the i it never the thing that broke through to me is it's astonishing that it never even occurs to whites, particularly whites of like Germanic extraction, you're more your northern European types. It never even occurs to them to take their own freaking side 
in an argument, well, again, that gets into more like why our whites inherently have a streak of liberalism, because that was how Frost defined liberalism, taking your own side in an argument back in the 60s <laughs> when it was a slightly different form. But it never occurs to them to think like to believe their own ancestors or at least have that be the default rather than these Jews who manifestly hate them and hate us and are so destructive to us and discriminate against us and lie about us. And yet we, we instinctively like side with the Jews. And if, if that's not biological and natural, and we know that whites are more other tolerant than Jews are, which is the ultimate irony because of the way they evolved in the colder north where people were more valuable uh, uh, rather than suspicious tribal competition in the, in the Mid-Eastern sands and somewhat maybe a little more mixed in Italy and the Mediterranean where it's a little bit nicer. Mm -hmm. um, then it must have been induced from without, and that can only come from Christianity. And the association with, oh, Jews are the people with God. Even if you believe in supersession, the Catholic doctrine that, well, the covenant went from the blood of the, uh, Abraham's tribe to the bloodless, the circumscribed penis to the circumscribed heart. And now it's a spirit, instead of a blood covenant with Jews, the nation, the tribe, the people, it's now a spiritual covenant with the body of Christ, right? Uh, either way, you're saying that at one point God chose this people that objectively are doing all these evil things to us and never by the lie they're not the same people. Well, they behaved exactly the same, so why wouldn't you think they're the same people? So it's it's this association of Jews and God and Jews being good and Jews produced Jesus, the pearl and the oyster. You know, the, the, this is why whites won't take their own, Aryans, let's say, will not take their own, inherently take their own side in an argument. Well, it never occurs to them what my ancestors said and thought and did about Jews is more likely to be right than the Jews lying about them today. And that is absolutely gobsmacking when you think about it. It's like, and, and I don't know of any other way out than rationality and just explaining to Jews in rational terms what Jews are, what the Christianity they created is, where diversity comes from, the melting pot idea, and all these other, and white privilege, and DEI, and explaining, yeah, all these bad isms, and communism, I left that out, all these bad isms come from Jews, and they are part of an ongoing racial war, and try to get people to tie together. You have all, oh, I'm anti-feminist, I'm anti-this. It, it, it's exactly like that picture of all the people around the different parts of the elephant, and they can't see the big picture. You know, it's all these people are fighting these little fights on this sector or that sector or the other sector, money or sex or foreign wars or, or cultural stuff. You can't say, well, they're, they're, all these bad things are coming from the same place and they're after the same reason. The Jews created this massive fork with all these evil tines of feminism and foreign wars to stab you and bad money and controlled media to stab you with the end of killing you to ensure their racial domination over the world. And I, I don't know why people have such an inherent resistance to seeing how things fit together when it can be rationally demonstrated. You don't have to invoke any kind of Illuminati or, or space aliens or, or transforming lizards. You just have to trace it back to the rational and, and the Jews make it so easy because they put all their nasty stuff on tape. It's in books it's on video, it's on the internet, despite all the censorship and oppression. And you can demonstrate that this is what these people say, but it wouldn't mean anything if they didn't act in the same way as they're saying, and they do. They hate all other people. They demonstrate that a million times over. They kill them. 
they're trying to take over the world. They claim that God gave them the world and were their servants. Right. I mean, it all lines up. I, I'm not sure what's hard to believe about any of it. It can all be rationally demonstrated. There's no need for any kind of numinous spiritual connection at all. That's all a red herring, all that mess. The Jesus mess is all a red herring to drag you off the track of an racial understanding of Jews. How they see themselves, how they see us, and how they act towards us is all explicable rationally and racially in a more simple manner than any other explanation, thus satisfying Occam. You know, uh, that is really insightful, Alex. And Zach... Uh, so well, I'm sure you're, you're. I don't know if it's so, insightful. I hope that it's right. I try to be right in everything I do, and when no, I'm no, wrong, I will stand correct corrected. If I can insightful. be shown wrong, I, no, I'm no, trying I, to be I, right. I'm trying yeah, to be right. Absolutely, you, you are absolutely right. So Zach, uh, I'm sure you have big plans for World Holocaust Memorial Day tomorrow. And secondly, uh, get your thoughts, and then turn over to Alex. Everything Alex said is exactly right. That all you need to do is is represent facts and 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 truth. And, and 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 actual uh, data points, but instead the Jew will just say, "Oh, oh, Goyim, that's a trope, that's a stereotype. We're not like that." When their actions reveal they are like that. So uh, go ahead. Yeah, Zach, they're, they're murdering these people, and go go on X. They're constantly making videos, and I mean yes. the women, the yes, women, yes. the the South Jews are even more vicious than the men. We're oftentimes pants-shitting faggots, but the, the women make these videos mocking these Muslims that they're doing the most vicious sort of yes. murders to. You're like, damn, these people are just nasty. And it's if you don't think that's a racial characteristic, man, no one had... No one could be taught to act like that. You or I couldn't be taught to act like that. They act like that naturally, man. That comes out of their noses and their bones and their blood and their marrow. That's how they are. That's yeah. what they are. I mean, I don't know why. Only religion can tell people that, like, oh, no, the Wolverine was trained to act that way. You know, be super aggressive and eat a lot of meat. No, no, he was taught that way. He, we just need to bring him Catholicism, and it'll change how his behavior, Right. But, but yet you think men are wholly different from that, even though we are animals every bit as much as the wolverine is? See, they had to create that fiction that men are somehow different uh, in, in essence from animals, but they're not. Everything shows that they are the same as animals. And so we, we, have not, we have not exhausted the vein of documenting the genetic basis of all human behavior. And they want to create stuff out of thin air and call it metaphysics and say that's the real reality. Well, listen to me, bud, you you Catholics. I grew up in Christian science. I and, and like I said to E. Michael Johns, I said, Why don't why don't you just why don't you just go all in like Mary Baker, Patterson, Glover, Eddie, and just say that reality doesn't exist. Matter is unreal and temporal. Spirit is real and eternal. Her yeah. direct words, I know them by for 20 years and that was a creed we recited at the end i was like you're like a one bald mary baker eddie you know you're you just go all in don't just deny race exists deny all reality deny all material reality exists man you're single a ball she went all the way and denied it <laughs> and you know what and this is the irony of the way the world is actually designed if there were a higher power is that it takes someone like me and I had a natural bent in exactly the opposite direction of Mary Baker, Glovinson, Patter, Eddie, 
Patterson Eddy. I may be adding one or two there, but literally her husband left her because she was so disagreeable. He couldn't fucking stand her in an age when no one got divorced. Like, yeah, I ain't doing that anymore, bro. I've been in the Civil War. I don't want Civil War. Anyway, that's a private funny stuff. Read Mark Twain's book about her. He thought she was a great businessman. But uh, it's a very hard book to find. But but I, it, it, the, I, and the irony of the greater higher designing power, it drove me in exactly the opposite direction by like, you try to read her book, Science and Health, and you're like, it's just fucking insane. It's in, in a very specific way. It would just be A is B and B is C and C is A and A is D and D is A. And it, it, nothing falsifiable in the whole thing, nothing ever testable for my white man, internal white man is like, can you give me something I can test against reality to see if you're right or not? No, just hundreds of pages of assertions that all this stuff is real and, and nothing, uh, you just drive you insane to read it. So she produced the opposite. She drove me harder in the way I was already going. You know, and and I I've subsequently over my many decades I've observed that that is that the world is very 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 like that. You try to produce one thing, but it's so easy to produce the opposite of what you intend. So you got to be very 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 careful. So the best I can understand and take to do is like what William Pierce would always do: is said, "Don't believe me if you don't like or don't agree with an assertion I've made. Check it out." Maybe I'm fucking lying. Maybe I'm wrong. Check it out for yourself, right? Because I can lift some weights, but you can't lift weights for me. But thinking is sort of like that. I can think for you, but it's not real unless you think it yourself. Maybe I give you a lead and you understand what I'm saying, what we're saying here. Go look it up for yourself, and you'll have your own, you'll strengthen the little tiny rivulets inside your own brain, right? And they become strong. He's, oh, yeah, well, then if that's true, then maybe this is true. Well, I never thought about that before. All I've ever done is hear stuff off TV or out of my public school teacher and repeated it. Thinking is like lifting weights for your brain. you gotta, you got to do it a little bit. Everybody has to sort of think for himself. No one can do your thinking for you. You, you just become a parrot then. It's not real. You know, so that's part of what I'm here to say. <laughs> uh, absolutely agree, and especially your point earlier that uh, we used to be able to have intelligent discussion slash debates, and now people just uh, uh, fling ad hominem insults at each other like they're all uh, uh, on the kindergarten playground. And and, and, and really- some of that is rational fear because right. there's real there's real consequences of uh, you say something and then you got a job, and also now now you don't have a job. Good point. Good point. because you said something rational about say homosexuals or something. I mean, how many people have we seen backed off? And I'm not talking like employees. I'm not even talking managers. I'm talking freaking owners. Right, right. Like uh, Brandon Ike, who I don't think is a Jew, is head of what you might know if you were sort of in that business of, of tech. He was backed off something for saying he didn't like didn't support homosexual marriage or something like that. Right, right. That's right. Boom! You kick. Oh, you can't you can't serve in the as leader of your own company anymore. So, so, I mean, yeah, it's a it's a anti-cultural time it's kind of a dark age the jew takeover among a hundred trillion other bad things has produced a cultural dark age where people who either try to spread truth like we are are are, you know reduced to dark corners of the internet as they would phrase it uh we're micro platform because if we grow bigger we can't that they'll they won't allow us to advertise and to grow as big as we should be 
Um, but we, we kind of keep it alive uh, while, you know, the mainstream cultures reduced to a pure nigger level, essentially. I mean, you got blacks acting like apes and all the, all the commercials are race mixing or they're all black. Uh, they got black music, uh, black rap and everything. And, and and this is in Europe, too. I, I think people would be amazed if you ever watch TV streams, watch the advertising coming from like UK or these other countries. Right. Every country pretty much except for Poland. And even now they got their hooks into Poland right. probably since we last talked. They literally marched in and threw out a bunch of the people because they want to get that same diversity garbage going or bring in hundreds of thousands of workers that Poland totally needs and uh, start promoting race mixing in their mass media. That's like the only I've said this before. I don't know if on your show or not, but but the only mass TV media I had seen that had normal white people act normally in commercials was Poland. Uh, which I saw on some, I don't know, sports stream or something one uh, a few times. Maybe Russia does, too. I wouldn't be surprised if Russia does, but I've never seen a stream from Russia that had advertising. But that's just a point I'm making. We're, we are in a dark age right now, and what we are doing here is keeping a little bit of light going in the cave. Okay? Because I, I know for a fact everything we've said can be documented, so it's true. And the truth is a thing. It, it does exist. It does matter. And, and we're keeping that alive. And that's not a religious view. I'm not religious in any way. I'm anti-religious. And uh, it, it is true. <laughs> and, and so we keep, we keep this alive and keep spreading the message and keep telling other people. And that's, worth, that's something worth doing. Very much so. Absolutely. Very much so. Zach, jump in. Any thoughts on what uh, Alex has been saying or tomorrow being National World Holocaust Memorial Day? Uh, I thought this should be annually, but it seems like it's every other day now. Jesus. Yeah. And we already had MLK Day. We already had the post office closed on MLK Day. So we got a Black and the Jew celebration in the first month of the year. We got Juneteenth. Yep. Maybe Zach, Zach can come up with a holiday for white people. We can locate yeah, it. Yeah. I've always said we should make it in like April. I call it Thermopylae Day, a <laughs> celebration. Of, I'm I literally made this up, and I am the most. I am not any good at like uh, uh, artsy craftsy. I don't like. I, I'm just kind of an anti-religious type. I don't not into. I don't even like holidays. Probably because I was descended from some of the Puritans who came over and founded America, and they were they didn't even like Christmas. They were they were like people should just work all the time. <laughs> they don't like the, they're like the opposite of the Catholic mentality. I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not against parting all that, but I definitely prefer work to anything else. I think when I saw a great quote like yesterday, so, some uh, guy said like work. Some, it was something great about labor. It's probably a Catholic statement. It's like labor just kills all devils, like all the bad things, all the all the stupid stuff just goes away, and you just work and you produce something, and that's basically eighty percent of life. But uh, um, no, we need like a holiday for whites, like an anti-holiday. So I, my idea was Thermopylae Day, a white cake with three blood red candles to celebrate the 300. And But basically it's a celebration of courage, Aryan courage. And, uh, you know, that in the midst of all this, this garbage about endless garbage about blacks and Holocaust and what have you, it's disgusting. But it would take someone much bigger and more creative than me to uh, to pull it up. But if see, this is something that we could do on the soft side that the Jews can't do anything about. You see, and agreed. 
Yeah, I, what I'm saying is you need, uh, you need a, even though politics is no place for women, you need someone like a woman to really spearhead that type of a thing and make it into a full thing. Um, but uh, otherwise, all we're left with doing is negating the other, like shaking our head because we know what MLK really was, shaking our head because uh, we know what the Holocaust really is. Um, and <laughs> what kind of a world is it where you where in the ordinary everyday life, all you can do is shake your head and you're powerless to affect any any change other than in your minor personal plot, which is by no means a small thing, but the white cause is about being part of a larger collective. Are you proud to be part of this American democracy, as they like to call it, laughingly? Or are you proud of being part of a church, part of a religion that worships a Jew as God? A lot of people are. Now, for me, personally, that's completely unsatisfying because I know intellectually the claims that Christianity is based on are not true. And then as I grew older, I knew that as a tot they weren't true. As I grew older, I, I learned the sophistic. I was like, oh, this is what Jews are. I learned that at 25 from uh, John Murray Cudahy in The Ordeal of Civility, as I've said, a very high-level book. Um, and then uh, actually it, it presaged a lot of what Kevin McDonald would write in his trilogy, but his this book was in the 70s, if you can ever find a copy. For most people, I would not recommend reading it unless you really are an intellectual. But So I learned what Jews are, and then uh, I, I later I learned the history of Christianity that would explain why and how it was created and what the point of it was. I knew it wasn't true when I was a little kid, but a lot of people are happy with that. Is That's my, you're, you're a man, but you're also in a collective. So you're both an individual and a collective reality. Well, we don't have any collective that I find satisfying. I think a lot of people feel the same way. And I can see that like the way Nazi Germany was or the way uh, some Aryan place could be where we are living in a context that doesn't actively attack us that actually celebrates us or even just leaves us alone and which is steadily developing culturally and scientifically. That's what I want to be part of. I, I guess to me, I actually, I don't even think in terms of Nazi Germany because I'm not into, as I said, I'm not into ceremony and all that. It may be impressive, but it doesn't really touch me. I, I think of a white areas like Australia to me. Now, I know the reality is it's completely censored these days and very leftist, all the way over to Perth, which is literally the end of the world. Well, not literally, but it could be figuratively the end of the world, Western Australia. It's all Jewed out, and they throw people in jail. But, like, just, you ever see, you see pictures of 50s America or... Right. Like, you're driving through the country, like, out by Kansas City, and you see, like, just a building and there's some marine signs on the side of it lit up at night and it's hot and it, that's what like a white stable country that i can be proud to be a part of that's what i i want and i think a lot of people want that but we can't have it when these this alien races come in and destroyed and defamed everything good and we have to be willing to risk our lives to change that and I, I think as we see these the murdering, these people are almost even genetically related to them in Palestine. We see what vicious baby murdering, rapist, uh, booby trapping, lying people. These, and how many 
pictures have you seen of Jews literally signing off on their bombs, signing their bombs that are going to be used to kill people and laughing about it? Do you need to see to realize what this race actually is? And to realize this is not a religious thing. This is a racial thing. These people are like that by nature. We are called on to fight them and destroy them before they destroy us. And that's my message to the world. And I think it's pretty self-evident. <laughs> that's, that, those are the stakes involved. Couldn't agree more. We're coming to the end of the show. I want to, um, Zach, any final thoughts? And then uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. No, it's, uh, that's good. It's a good show. It was hey. really great. Thank you, Alex, and, and Alex yeah, will be back Nice to meet Zach, and I want to thank you for dragging me out of my lair. I, I'm personally very content. I understand everything personally, and I feel no reason to run my yap particularly, but thanks for dragging me out to, to comment about it. This stuff, that, and when you talk, talking is like writing. You real, you, you, just as writing father thought, so does talking. If I start talking about one thing, it'll, I'll, I'll think of something I literally never thought of before. Right, right, yeah. So there's a fecundity to talking uh, with other people and I'm and on the four wheel drive oasis there's a man with a thought in mind to cash in on the desert faces got a truck load of Yorkshire girls for the harem going play